It's Thursday, February the 20th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, Bloomberg debates Democrats and China expels journalists. First, the world in brief. America's Democratic presidential candidates lit into one another during a debate in Las Vegas three days before Nevada votes for their party's presidential nominee. Mike Bloomberg, a former Republican mayor of New York who has surged in national polls with the aid of $400 million spent on advertising, had his first outing among the frontrunners. The other five, led by Elizabeth Warren, rubbished his candidacy before turning to inter-Nissan combat. Two elderly Japanese passengers infected with COVID-19 and taken to hospital from a stricken cruise ship have died. More than 620 people on board the Diamond Princess have tested positive for the disease. Meanwhile, Iran confirmed its first cases of the disease, including two deaths. The coronavirus has infected nearly 75,000 people in China and killed more than 2,100. Three foreign journalists based in Beijing for the Wall Street Journal were ordered to leave China. The foreign ministry said it was retaliating for an offensive headline regarding the coronavirus, which the newspaper ran above an op-ed. America's State Department had just announced that Chinese state-run media operating in America will be treated as functionaries of the Chinese government. Eight people were killed and at least five were injured when one or more shooters fired upon customers at shisha bars in the German town of Hanau near Frankfurt. The motive for the attack is unknown. At the weekend, police ruled out terrorism in the case of another murder of a man shot outside a Turkish comedy night in Berlin. Turkey's central bank cut its benchmark interest rate for a sixth consecutive month. Its Monetary Policy Committee lowered the rate by 0.5 percentage points to 10.75%. Last year, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan replaced the bank's governor, pressuring it to reduce rates after a currency crisis. Now worries are rising that looser policy is again stoking inflation. Boeing found another problem with its 737 MAX aircraft, which has been grounded for almost a year since two crashes in five months killed 346 people. Foreign objects were discovered in the fuel tanks of some undelivered MAXs. Boeing plans to inspect all undelivered MAXs for the problem, but claims the discovery will not delay the plane's return to the skies. And Qatar Airways increased its stake in IAG, Europe's third largest airline group, by passenger numbers to over 25%, up around 4 percentage points. Qatar's shareholding in IAG is one of its more successful investments, in contrast to its stakes in Cathay Pacific, hit hard by anti-government protests and COVID-19, and Air Italy, which will close on February 25th. And now, here's today's agenda. Stone's throw, Roger and the judge. Roger Stone, a political gadfly who advised Donald Trump's presidential campaign in 2016, faces sentencing today. He was convicted in November of seven felonies, including lying to Congress, obstructing a congressional inquiry, and witness tampering. Federal prosecutors initially recommended up to nine years in prison, but senior Justice Department officials stepped in and recommended a lighter sentence, a nearly unprecedented move that caused all four prosecutors to resign from the case. One left the Justice Department entirely. 
Mr. Stone has asked for a new trial, which the judge appears unminded to grant. Mr. Trump also said he thinks Mr. Stone deserves a new trial, an opinion he propounded on the same day that he pardoned or commuted sentences for several people convicted of public corruption, including Rod Blagojevich, a former Democratic governor of Illinois who tried to sell Barack Obama's Senate seat. Asked if he might pardon Mr. Stone, Mr. Trump said, you'll see what happens. Taking a gamble, Macau's casinos reopen. Four-fifths of revenues generated by the tiny Chinese territory come from its glittering array of gambling houses. Little wonder that local authorities are letting casino operators reopen today after imposing an unprecedented 15-day shutdown, even as China continues to battle COVID-19, a virus that has infected nearly 75,000 in the country, including 10 in Macau. Punters must play by new rules, don masks, have their temperatures taken and avoid crowding around the baccarat table. The question is whether even the most die-hard dicers will be lured back so soon. Nine in ten visitors to Macau come from China. Of late, the territory has received a paltry 2,000 tourists a day, a 90% fall year-on-year, mainly due to suspended ferry links and restrictions on mainland travellers. Plenty are choosing to stay hunkered down at home of their own volition as well. The cards are firmly stacked against a brisk return to business. Pay? No way. The European Union squabbles over its budget. Nine. Nay. Nay. There are lots of ways of saying no in Europe. Many will be heard when EU leaders gather to discuss the bloc's budget for the next seven years during a summit in Brussels today and tomorrow. Britain's departure has left a hole of about 60 billion euros, 65 billion dollars, making negotiations more complicated. Net contributor countries, Austria, Denmark, the Netherlands and Sweden, have vowed not to pay more than 1% of gross national income. Other countries demand that these frugal four give up their juicy rebates, which pay back some of the money they contribute. The likes of Poland and Hungary dislike the prospect of linking EU grants to stipulations on the rule of law. The sounds and fury mask a pretty small gap between both sides. The frugal four say they will not go above 1%, while the more spendthrift are demanding 1.1%. When it comes to the EU's budget, there is something with which everyone can disagree. Seeking Restitution, the Rothschilds v Vienna Today, public hearings begin in a lawsuit pitting an heir to the Rothschild dynasty against the city of Vienna. The plaintiff is Jeffrey Hoge, a New York-based financier and great-grandson of the head of the Rothschild Bank in Vienna, a distant cousin of the Rothschilds who own a stake in The Economist. He alleges the city in recent years mismanaged a Rothschild foundation set up in 1907 with the equivalent of more than 100 million euros, 108 million dollars, to finance hospitals for the mentally ill, thereby perpetuating Aryanization policies dating from the time when the city was occupied by Nazi Germany from 1938 to 1945. Mr. Hoge demands the re-establishment of a 12-member committee, of which the Rothschilds nominated nine, to manage the foundation. He also wants to nullify the sale in 2002 of a Baroque palace that was one of the world's first psychiatric hospitals, which he claims the city sold at a grossly undervalued price to itself. The city's lawyers say they will fully rebut the claims in court. 
Dublin Coddle, Ireland's new parliament convenes. Ireland's parliament, the Doyle, convenes today for the first time since the country's general election on February 8th. A surprising surge in support for Sinn Féin, the former political wing of the IRA, a terrorist group, has made it difficult to form a government. The party won 37 seats in the 160-seat Doyle, just one behind the biggest, Fianna Foyle. A vote will be held to elect a new Taoiseach, Prime Minister. Four party leaders will put themselves forward, but none is expected to succeed. Mary Lou MacDonald, leader of Sinn Féin, wants to form a left-leaning coalition government. Parliamentary arithmetic means that will be difficult. Fianna Foyle has ruled out a coalition with Sinn Féin, some sort of tie-up between Fianna Foyle and Fina Gael, the party's old rival on the centre-right, might be inevitable. The parties are in no rush. In 2016, it took more than 70 days to form a government. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Sidney Poitier, who was born on this day in 1927. History passes the final judgment. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download the Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.